This is a podcast from Minute Media. I still believe through the cold and through the heat, through the rain and through the tears, through the crowds and through the cheers. Oh, I still believe. It feels good to be back. We went backwards again this week. I put that in the... We did the preview for the Patriots game yesterday, and then we're doing this today. Oh, it worked. Um, True. Oh, uh, I just scheduled my booster shot as we were hopping on this mic. Nice. I I don't even know. I, I think Kate got her booster shot. I don't know if I'm supposed to get mine. I'm just... I can't keep up with it. Like, don't get me wrong. If work asks, then I, I fear for my safety at all times. But other than that, I'm like, just tell me where to go and who to get I'm, stuck I'm, by. I'm getting the boost from the flu shot at the same time. Very excited. I got the uh, flu shot, which I thought was the booster shot, but turns out it was just regular flu. Apparently there's two. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to the Dogs War podcast, though. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. I'm Raleigh. Along with and, my co-host Kevin, and this is Kevin, and we are—we got plenty to talk about. All right, let's uh, do a quick ADHD-themed summary here. The Browns cut OBJ last Monday. Wait, yeah, a week from two days uh, ago. Oh, two, yeah, yeah, last week, and they went into Cincinnati and dominated the jungle. That was amazing. First biggest takeaway for me. Obviously, Browns won 41 to 16, went down to Little Brothers, Kentucky, and took care of business. Those dudes rallied around that quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, they really, really came out and showed out just to say, we're a team. We still have our sights very, very, very high on this postseason and just wins in general. So, the hell with the drama. I don't, and obviously none of them, there's probably going to be different sides and different takes in the locker room, but the culture that Stefanski, Baker, Jarvis, Miles, AB have been slowly, slowly building is really starting to show out. Oh yeah. That, uh, I was probably more nervous for that game than, I don't know, I guess maybe the Steelers game of last year, the playoff. I was won. miserable. I was miserable. Uh, um, like, you guys, fans, casual fans, diehards, that could have gone in a much different direction. And cutting OBJ, and then let's I, Cincinnati is a damn good team, so jot that down. Hundred percent. If, if they they're not going got, anywhere for a long time either, and any team in the NFL, well, not any team can win. Well, yeah, no, the Jets, the Jets beat Buffalo. Any team can turn it on. Any team can lay up an egg. Any team could not show up at a hundred percent. If the Browns don't get a victory there. God, that would have been the worst. One of the worst field days. AFC is wide open. Our division is wide open. It's insane. Uh, Steelers and the refs clearly have a love affair going on. Um, Well, that's always been the case with Pittsburgh. So I don't even. So yeah, enough of that. But real quick, back to 
just to Joe Burrow real quick. I I agree with Mo Money Mo Egger, who was on last week. The offensive line is not bad. It's clearly not very good. Cincinnati's offensive line, please. <laughs> we'll talk about our offensive line here soon. That's nothing but good things there. Burrow got sacked five times on Sunday. I think he got hit like another ten times. They're gonna he's gonna get killed. Well, in fairness, five sacks, three of those came from Troy Hill. Uh, they took one away and gave it to uh, Anthony Walker. That was a big, funny stat debate. But keep going. <laughs> okay. So, Troy Hill, cornerbacks, you're not seeing them get the uh, sack unless it's off of a blitz. I'm trying to educate. Troy had seven area. solo tackles that game as well. He was on fire. And so that that's – I wouldn't put the Troy Hill blitzes on the O-line. That's more on Burrow, I would say, not – seeing it coming i mean who can see it coming troy hill lightning quick but and then you got garrett garrett's gonna get his how many did he get like one and a half one and a half i'm not i agree with you there but it, it this was the first time maybe a little bit the week before too but troy jj the third were playing way up closer to the line than they were the last several weeks i mean they were almost floating out there where uh what's his face used to put uh, Jabril Peppers, <laughs> like in the dog pound, and we're on the other goal line. Um, so that and so Troy Hill, JJ the third, obviously, I mean Denzel Ward. Goddamn, he's back. Yeah, that's uh, that pick six. I was watching it. My buddies, uh, we were outside. Shout out James and Allie on your newborn child. The kid's like a week old now. Oh uh, yeah, congrats. Fun fact: I introduced that couple. So the love doctor is. Oh yeah. Um, we went to and, Lala with him. Shout out Lala. Yeah. And he uh he went upstairs to grab a beer or something, and I like swore loudly on that goal line stand. I don't know what it was that there was like an offside play or something where they didn't get a first down, but they inched closer. And party was uh like, wait, did 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 something happen again? And I was like, what, what do you mean? They were just an offside. Go, oh, okay. Uh they're ahead of us upstairs. And I'm like, okay. That means something bad's going to happen. And then, boom, pick six. Amazing. Ah, uh, okay. That's what you're saying. That was unbelievable. We've been talking about his health, his contract extension, him kind of being on and off this year. He bought, I mean, what was it? 90, how long is it? 99 yards. That's it. Second longest in Browns history, I believe they said. Hey, the funny thing for me is I saw some people, uh, some people, a lot of people on Twitter we're laughing at him on having to take oxygen on the bench after that play. Uh, hey, y'all, 99.999% of all of us, Ryle and myself included, would also be gassed after sprinting 100 yards against world-class athletes, chasing you to try and kill you after sitting out the last week being hurt. So my man can have all the oxygen he wants on that sideline. Let's pump Dude. the brakes on that. Are you kidding? I get gassed after thinking about I'll just sprinting up the 15 stairs, yards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, dude, his cut. We got to give love to that cutback because that's, you know, the interception, that's huge on its own. He could have, if he would have dove in the end zone, that's a huge momentum swing play. But he almost got tackled at like the 50 and he cut back and essentially broke Joe Burrow's ankles. That's That was huge, dude. That, everything about that warden. was just amazing. Uh, other picks did 
Did JJ get a uh, pick or was it a fumble he caused? Uh, JJ had the pick last week. Um, Greg Newsom, though, five solo tackles and two passes defended. That kid is, woo! Yeah, I'm liking it. Yeah, it's I'm sneezing. Hang that, on. I'm just hoping the defense, man, can. Obviously, you would love them to show up that caliber every game. I mean, they did capitalize on some rookie mistakes, but if they're identify or if they know who they are, like if they've established that identity, and maybe it is moving our safety. I don't think we're there yet line. either. Um, so yeah, it's just about staying healthy and continuing to build. But that Guess game how- and that ball, that deep ball to people's jump. Wait, wait, one more defense thing. Guess okay. how many solo tackles Anthony Walker had? Seven. Almost double that. Twelve. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, he had a great game. Dude, <laughs> I, it's been a good. It's been a good. A very strong few weeks for Troy, JJ, A Walk, the guys that we were really starting to wonder about after the first, you know, six, seven games of the season. So they've been lighting it up. I read this great thing on uh, Reddit today. It was on the comment section where the, the topic of debate, which feel free to contribute to this was if you could add any Browns player in Browns history to the current roster, who uh, would you add? Overwhelming. The answer was um, cribs. Now Joe Thomas. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Prime Joe Tom for sure. Joe Cribs had a or Josh Cribs had a lot, but Joe Thomas. Then people were saying, "Well, in the current week, maybe Jim Brown." I'm like, ah, I'd, I'd say go Joe Thomas one because he deserved it. But in the comments, somebody was saying, "I, I think Clay Matthews Senior, our, our linebacker core outside of JOK, were stretches it is." And somebody corrects him and goes, "Well, actually, I'm not saying that PFF Pro Football focuses everything, but." We have the number two guy, the number seven guy, and the number 17 guy in the top 20, which I didn't know Anthony Walker was balling out, but he's ranked at like, correct, I think it was ninth. And and he hasn't guy, played a full season either, or he's yeah, set out. Yeah, and the guy replies, oh, nice, I didn't notice that. Hooray, our linebackers are sick. I'm, I'm trying to look him up real quick, and I'm not editing this out, so you can keep talking. Ah, here's... Um, was it Deshaun Gibson? I'm trying to think. We used to have a really, really fast. Was he a safety? Anyway, that's another guy I would want. No, it wasn't. Yeah, maybe it was Gibson. Anyway, um, an old kick returner we had. But I would say, yeah, Joe Thomas for sure. And then I go Josh Cribbs. Who are we missing? I'd say, honestly, just more recent years, Jabril Peppers is pretty damn good. And I think a lot of times you see safety. And it could be. The ruling, in my opinion, is still out on uh, Joe Woods. Like, whenever you have a system that you're trying to bend the players to, you're going to run into some, I don't know, ripples, if you will. But it could, I feel like Pepper's looking back in hindsight, and we're not going to talk about Odell Long, but we gave up Jabril Peppers a first and Anthony Zeitler for, uh, what was that his name, Anthony? Anthony who? Zeitler, O-lineman. For the Odell trade. Oh, 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 oh. Um, no, is it is Derek? Derek oh, Zeitler. Sorry. Is it Derek Zeitler? Kevin Zeitler. Duh, it's my Kevin name. Zeitler, whatever. Zeitler, the other Kevin, the fourth Kevin. And in hindsight, I'm like, eh, we probably could have used that first round pick and a good O lineman and Jabril Peppers, but the past is the past, Kevin. And our offense, that was the best they've looked by a lot. And Oh, what else? We yeah, let's oh, jump, yeah, let's jump over the offense. Baker, I don't, this stat doesn't count. 
It says he went 14 for 21. Three or four of those were throwaways. One was a good throw, but a bad drop. I, he had like one miss. We're going to give him one miss for Sunday. Two touchdowns. Great game. You sacked twice. So that better than ball. some other games. That Yeah. Dude, that deep ball to people. Both of his touchdown passes were things that are two right plays that the numbers. he needed. Oh, yeah. Like, that deep ball to Peoples was awesome. But, dude, that second touchdown, which came off of a, like, kind of a setup, semi deepish ball to Peoples, uh, the play before that. But that last, like, touchdown that they didn't even need, that he just threw an absolute missile to uh, Najoku. That was awesome. Get Hit him right ball. in between the numbers. I mean, that was a perfect pass to Njoku. Uh, DPJ finished 86 yards, two touchdowns. Excuse me, one touchdown with two receptions. I mean, anyone who doubted where Baker's head was going to come at or be at coming into this game hasn't watched a second of him ever play football. I was hoping that we go down there and spank little brother, and we did exactly that. And how about Nick Chubb, 137 yards on 14 carries with two touchdowns. He was just announced a few hours ago as the FedEx ground player of the week. Hooray. But, unfortunately. Of course, yeah. No good news goes unpunished. Not uh, with this franchise, no. And, and we'll feed it into, and then Teller signed the extension on uh, yesterday. Well, yeah, Teller signed, and then the Chubb news got announced. And it was like, they even asked Teller during his press conference. First of all, for those of you living under a rock, why Teller signed a four-year, $56.8 million extension which is the best news we've gotten in a long time. I was so happy when we did that. Ooh, fun fact. Oh, Kevin, I was going to tell you this beforehand. So an undisclosed source I saw at the, uh, the Pittsburgh game mm-hmm. had mentioned that the Steelers, or excuse me, Chicago had been hitting up Teller's agent saying, don't sign, don't sign, whatever the Browns pay you, we will pay more. And I'm like, oh. Will this finally get us on ESPN ticker at the bottom? Yeah. Two yeah. idiots on podcast announced they may or may not have heard from a source at a game. Anyway, keep going. Anyway, so you're like, well, that's a pretty, if you're offering essentially an open check, and I'm thinking, okay, well, if it comes down to it, I will write a essay, novel, PowerPoint presentation over the cost of living in Chicago versus cost of living in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. It's different. And um, they signed. They wanted to be here. They were hoping for that. I mean, when we had them on the podcast... uh, Several times. Recurring guests. Several times. Recurring guests. uh, We talked about it a little bit. They thanked us for not bringing up the contract, but they did explain to this, and I, I think this is cool to share. It's not like there's just necessarily open negotiations all the time like and you're kind of waiting for that call and it's like wow having to wonder what your career what your future is going to be what you're looking like financially namely i mean he was going to get paid but what city he was going to be in while focusing on your day-to-day that would be stressful and even why it said it came out of nowhere the other day you got a call and was like boom let's go and then they signed it like an hour later yeah, so couldn't be more happy for them. Couldn't be more happy for the Browns. Couldn't be more happy that the Browns have a GM that values O linemen, which O line's about as important as it gets. Extra, well, it's, every position is important. But I've actually gotten more, more than one person, more than a handful of people have asked me in passing and DMs, whatever. Like, why don't you ask more about contract stuff? And 
I, a lot, I, a lot of people might just not understand because you know, obviously, sports they think it's different than guys. Would you ask someone their like their salary or their their personal? Like, that's personal stuff. Like that's why I don't understand the people that are hitting all the wives and girlfriends DMs, thinking that they're actually going to tell you something about the dollars and the contract stuff. First of all, I truly believe it. They really don't have a clue about a lot of it until the very last minute because everything's still in flux and a fluid situation all the time. But people are like, why don't you ask about money? Because there's no one's business. Like that's, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that I'm by myself in that. I just think you're kind of a scumbag if you try to start talking about a man or or a person's money. Well, it's, uh, I see where people are coming from because it's like at the end of the day, you will I mean, know. You, you can call them, you can call them, call them entertainers or it is a form of yeah. entertainment. And it's like, we have a, like, are you staying here? Right. Or like, what are your thoughts? Are you moving without necessarily asking for the exact dollar figure, which watching that press conference uh, today with Baker, that is the first one I've watched in a while that was essentially uneventful on his front. Um, meaning, I, I don't know. It's like, but they still figure out factor in ways to ask about his contract. And it's like, dude, that would be so awkward in real life to just ask, but people want to know. I mean, it, we asked Emily or we said with Emily, when she was on with Annie, his wife and sister-in-law a couple months ago on the, on the podcast, no big deal. Friends of the pod. Like these reporters keep asking not just Baker, but they, you know, they've asked why they've asked a lot of players every single time. What's up with your contract, but they are never, ever, no player is ever going to tell a room of reporters anything about it. So I don't even know why you waste time. That's not, these questions. that's not true. Dumb ones do. And loud ones. Like you'll also see players. But not when you've asked Baker 10,000 times. That's true. I do why, feel like asking do you, Baker, it's a waste of time. Asking Baker is a waste of time for sure. And that should have been established early on, but I don't even know where I'm going with this. I can just no. See, I just I, don't, I started us down this. We went off topic. What what we need to say is, uh, congrats to Wyatt Teller. Extremely excited to have him still here. They love him and his wife. They obviously love the city. We love them. Everyone in Cleveland has. I mean, people were extremely excited to see that, and I couldn't be happier. It's just it's good to see good things happen to good people. Oh, you know what I would love to ask? What? Um, any player when they get that bag, so to speak. What's the first stupid thing you buy? Nope. How bitter are you about how much of that goes to taxes? Oh, I, that's the first thing I do. When I see these numbers, I do it real quick. I'm like, well, that's actually, hey, Seven another thing. Nine. Hey, if they would have came to Chicago, again, this is all speculative, of course, that Cook County taxes suck. You and I yeah. both know that. Oh, yeah. That, uh, Saving cash in Cleveland, baby. That's what we do. I know, but just it's like, yes, getting seven million dollars, regardless of context, would just be amazing. But when you're, it's like, hey, here's 15 million dollars, you're going to get slightly more than half of that. It's like, how could you not just be devastated? Even though it's like, well, they're getting millions. Of, it's like, well, there were seven more. That's that going to that tackle he made for Chubb's takeoff run against the Bengals when he was literally parallel to the ground, like his feet left the ground. I saw it. There were so many tweets in the moment on Twitter saying that just stamped his extension in Cleveland. And then it happened a few days later. So shouts to Wyatt, four years, $56.8 million extension. And then today, shout out Joel Batonio, 
three years, $48 million extension. You know, uh, when we let go of a certain player last week, freed up some cash to do some other uh, very necessary contracts. What did they get? $3 million on the books or something back? Uh, we don't know where he signs yet, so we'll see. Yeah, who gets Haslam's money? It'll be three or four. Yeah. Uh, Got to shout out uh, Tony Grossi. Um, we rip on him a lot, but he's been really positive this week and he's had some pretty, I mean, we've all been positive this week, so whatever, but he made a tweet about Teller saying Wyatt Teller is one of the rare linemen that will post like highlight clips as an O lineman. You know what I mean? It's like a great point. Joe Thomas, Joe Thomas was one of the all time greats and only gave up, gave up a lot less sacks in his career than quarterbacks that he protected. Mm-hmm. But it's like Teller's got like highlight reels. It's like even just the the somersault blocks, which it turns out he tripped, but it's <laughs> just so awesome. And but he's uh, done it a few times this year too. And can we let's keep it a buck. I am fully, fully being I don't even know what I'm looking for. We are taking credit for Pancake King of the Midwest. Oh, for sure. We it is taken off everywhere. And it's being petty. Petty is the word I'll use. But I'm still taking credit for both, or we will still take credit internally. At least we keep that to ourselves. But that's a great point, actually, because he has so many highlights. And I never, you never see linemen having highlight reels. But why I can name off 10 hits in the last, since the playoffs last year, where it was like, oh my God, he just killed somebody. I thought he did it on Sunday when he did it against Honey Badger, against Kansas City last year. I mean, it's just so funny. When he, like, blocked, when he blocked like, three guys at the same time in Kareem. Oh my <laughs> God. He blocked the whole defensive line with his arms out. And he's just, he's so fun to watch. And he said in his press conference when he got the extension, by the way, uh, sharp orange jacket, Wyatt. Uh, I assume Carly picked it out, but Hey, neither here nor there. He said, I've always just loved hitting people. He's like, I would wear, <laughs> he goes, I'd wear my shoulder pads to school in fifth grade or whatever, just because I wanted to hit. And so he just loves physical contact. So we like that in Cleveland. But you talk about, go ahead. Not to shout out our own podcast, but every interview, the interviews we've had with him, he is, he could be a sales spokesman, seminar leader guy uh, after the NFL. Um, He is just a team player. He loves Cleveland and they wanted to resign. That was no secret, but it's like, oh, you guys going to pay him? And they did. And they get their bag. The IRS gets half of it, and boom. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm never going to fault someone for going to get the bag that they very, very much deserve. But I'm just so happy he was here. You know, we were worried. Again, this was before all this he who must not be named drama. But we think about we have Bake's contract coming up, Warden's contract coming up. It was when you think about just how the NFL works, not always are linemen going to be put in front of those, some of those other positions. And it was just great to see it. And great to see that AB jumped on both of these contracts, extensions, boom, like right as soon as he could. So um, super, super happy. I think Joel said, it, it, I don't know, there's very few people in this organization, if any, who deserve it more than he does for being here through Owens or 1-31 and to see this. You know, he's a huge part of that locker room and still one of the best position in the league, obviously. So, you know, AB released a statement today. Um alluding to the fact that they're looking forward to having him end his career here and look forward to him getting that gold jacket. 
gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit, but you know what I mean? So that was good to see that they have those high expectations for him. And now that you think about it, I was like, you know, we've never really said future Hall of Famer Joel Batonio, but you can't make you, you can make a very strong case as to why or why he will be there in a few years. So anyway, excited for our linemen. You know, now that we've shored that up and a lot of the other extensions, when you think about between miles, between our running backs, between the line, the run game is locked down. Not going to let they stay healthy for several years to come. Now, speaking of run game and healthy, great yeah. transition by so us. A- after all of this great news. Yeah. Of course, it's like, well, something's going to happen. This universe, this Browns universe is going to have to equal itself out. And as soon as the Wyatt Teller extensions announced, boom, COVID. Yep. Chubb tested positive for COVID this week. Felton, I don't know if he was positive or just because he was in contact, but they are currently in protocols. They are not allowed to play on Sunday until they get two negatives in a row, tests in a row. Um, so it's not even, honestly... I don't think it's even worth speculating because we have no idea if they're going to be in or out yet for Sunday. I am not concerned. Obviously, I want our number one back and who right now is the best, best running back in the league. But I'm not going to cry with Dearness Johnson back there either. Like, come on. Uh, back to good news shift. JOK came off of the injured reserve today. Yes. Um, I don't know if there's been an update on how Stefanski, to be clear, they're not saying that he's for sure going to play on uh, – Sunday or not. Actually, there was something along the lines of has to be activated by 4 p.m. I don't know if that was today. So they took him they took him off. They designated him to return, but that just means he's off IR. Like Kareem also came off IR, but they already said he's out for Sunday. So when Stefanski usually when he's kind of let's see what happens the next couple of days when he responds like that, he did that with Jarvis for a couple weeks. It's honestly a coin flip. We could see JOK. Um that's a guy that you know Belichick is going to hone in on, um, despite being out for a few weeks. So maybe they're doing it just to not, you know, show Bill all the cards yet. But we'll see. Yeah, I feel like part of me is just like, was Belichick? <laughs> I don't want to accuse him of chemical warfare, but as soon as uh, the Browns get hit with good news, is we're going into Foxborough. Boom! Two vaccinated players get COVID. I, I you know, he's part of it. I want to. Oh yeah, for sure. Allegedly, we're kidding. Um, yeah, can we make cycle up chemical warfare? Drink? Never mind. I guess we say that. we're kidding. We're kidding. Legally, we're kidding, right? Um, anyway, to, we we went in all about the Patriots preview um, on the episode directly before this yesterday. So listen to that. Um, we got a big game. Look, I know Tom Brady's out there anymore. A lot of people are calling the Patriots a dark horse for the Super Bowl. They are no joke. You know, they started off the year with one and three. Last year, they were awful because it was the first year without Tom. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a tough game. And honestly, a prediction adjustment. I'm not going to make any score adjustments for that. Even though it's pointless to begin with. But Baker said in the press conference that defense, they prepare more than anyone for the team that they're playing. And what they love to do is take away what you love. And it's like, who's see? We'll see how they adjust after the announcement of Chubb, what have you. So I could see Stefanski playing things closer to the chest. Uh, like if they do know Chubb is in or not, but no, this it's game, like, this, it, they're going to make Baker win it. It's like, the, it's what we, I was just going to say, it was like we said on the interview um, with our buddy from Pat's pulpit yesterday is 
it, it doesn't take a football genius to know that Belichick's going to just take the run game away as best he can and try to make Baker beat him with his arm and our receivers. So my thinking is if Chubb is out and we have to earnest, we're going to spread. Maybe that ball gets spread around a little more evenly between the run game and the pass game. So who knows what we're going to see. Um, but if we get a little evened out on both sides, hey, we'll take it. That's all I got, Raleigh. That's all we need, Kevin. Are we good to wrap up? Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, as did, always. Did it we, sound cool when I said, that's all we need, Kevin, or did it sound Yeah, douchey? no, it was good. All right, sick. I didn't take it to Yeah. Uh, belated shout out. Our armed, armed, wow, servicemen and women, armed forces, what I was saying, past, present, future, essential workers, frontline workers, first responders, all y'all out there. Um, this has been a Dogs War podcast. Thanks for listening in. Please give us a little quick rating, maybe uh, a little note maybe five stars. We appreciate it very much. Other than that, let's get it done. We'll have the pregame episode out Friday or Saturday. Good night, Cleveland. It was 1950 in the cold and rain When my father took me to my very first game Said the Browns are gonna show you how the game is played Here we go again Go!